strong and get these stuff with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I'm here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. They'd send me back to prison for 30 days, so I gotta be careful. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Yes, big admit. It's the cure, but what's the disease? (laughs) So is this uh, our attempt at music today? Yeah, I thought something kind of lighthearted for Friday for today. Yeah, there you go. Let's dig it for a little bit. Play the greatest hits of the '80s and '90s every weekday morning for you, right into your workday. It's Armstrong and Getty Radio. Go ahead, Sean. Jump onto my bit. Today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Oh man, guys, you talked over the Friday I'm in love part. That's the best part. Live from a traffic jam. Jamming. In York. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain until I find out if this is a fatality or not, because there might be somebody dead up here. It is. Uh, yeah, I had an hilarious bit about um, charging people with impeding a lawful commute, but then I found out that somebody died, so I thought maybe not. Really? Yeah. Wow. God dang it. That is unbelievable. Oh, some there could there could be nothing more relatable to people listening to a morning radio show than the fact. Well, ninety nine percent of us who drive in traffic that you know we're doing a very dangerous thing. We don't, we don't treat it that way. The I way you the do stats. it, it is. I've I've rid with you, rid. I've rid with you. <laughs> nice. I've done rad with you. Uh. <laughs> I was looking at uh, some polling in the last two days in USA Today that they've had 40-some percent of people text when they drive. I do occasionally. Um, I'm not proud of it. but And uh, 40-some percent of people say distractive driving is a problem for them. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's amazing that we don't take it more seriously, that we're hurtling down the highway at 80 miles an hour and, and several thousand pounds of metal. Anyway, uh, welcome to Friday. And uh, we're dimly lit room, et cetera, et cetera. And we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Donald J. Trump, deliverer of stirring speeches by God. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. I watched quite a bit of the rally in Indiana yesterday, and there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. We got a couple of clips for you. But, uh, man, he is, he is as Trumpy as ever, and the crowd is loving it as much as ever, if not more. It is something. Well, and, great- and I tell you what, uh, yeah, I think you're going where I'm going. Love him or hate him, it is absolutely worth observing the connection he makes with the people. Yeah, I was watching it as a, as a guy who's a real student of presidential history, and he's one of the great populists of all time in world history. Clearly. He is really good at it. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. 
let's introduce everybody in the squad. Start there at the board operator, Michelangelo, who put me on uh, put me on the air because I'm on the phone. Uh, how are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I, I can't complain at all, you know. I mean, that's the thing about when you're in this traffic jam, you know, it's a fatality. No matter what happens, I, I was going to start believing on my opening bit saying it was tough to get up and the most basic things were hard, but now I, I feel grateful, so... Everybody needs a shot of perspective now and then about their situation and other people's situations and stuff like that. It's very helpful. What's here, here. the best way to do? What's the best way to do that to make sure you're getting perspective on a regular basis? Gosh, I don't know. Listen to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember one of the most useful things I've heard in recent years was I can't remember if it was a shower thought or we were talking about a similar topic or whatever, but. Somebody said, remember that every single person you deal with today is dealing with something very difficult. And that is going to be true 95% of the time. I don't know. I lived the first 45 years of my life without having to deal with hardly anything difficult before I had kids. So anytime you dealt with me, I was not dealing with anything. Well, you were the 5%. (laughs) And now you you understand the expression I so often had on my face during those years. <laughs> There's positive Sean who smile. Oh, I knew I was not dealing with anything difficult. There's positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I can't deal with a straight shot of perspective. I don't have a good shot face. I need to like mix it with like a tonic or a soda or something, and then I can get my perspective that way. Um, but I would like to uh, present to the court exhibit. I don't know what is this four hundred and seventy three on uh, my my long held belief that Stevie Wonder, while legally blind, can see. <laughs> So here is one Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, recounting the, the time that he needed to interact with Stevie Wonder to use his music on one of his shows. It gets, it gets turned into Braille. It gets sent to him. He reads it. And then I'm like, I don't hear anything. So like, we call again, and I'm like, hey, can I use your music for this one? He's like, and he's like yeah, I, I liked it. He's like, you know, and I was like, yeah, because we just got the first cut, and I want to put the music in to make sure. He's like, oh, you got the first cut? Let me see it. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. Like, I'm like, so, uh, and then I, we send it to him. And he just texts back. He's like, man, I love it. Like, I, I saw it, loved it. And then, like, the whole time I'm like, thank you. Oh, that's great. Awesome. And I'm like, how do you do that? Hmm. The prosecution rests. So your contention would be that Stevie Wonder um, put out that he was a blind musical genius as a 16-year-old, but then, you know, because it's a good hook. It really is. And uh, But then, uh, you know, he got so far and he couldn't back out at some point. Yeah, and I, I believe that he is his sight is impaired, but I also think that he can see things that are in front of him. Boy, if you ever get to lay this to rest, I, I hope it... I hope you get to rest easy at that point. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I'm doing very, very well. I have finished off my birthday scratchers, and gentlemen, I have come in with an $82 profit. So I'm bringing home the Friday bacon. Yes. I tell you, that's a way to spend a birthday week, including days of scratcher fun. (laughs) So. On an individual card, since you do one card a day, that's yes. part of your strategy. How long do you take on that one card? How long does it take? Oh, I mean, that doesn't take that long. I mean, once I get started, you know, maybe a minute, two minutes. You know, I go through. Gotcha. Uh, I'll go through a card and then I'll set it aside gently and I'll honor the next card. And wow. uh, you know, you'll honor the next card. Yes. Oh, yes. The gambling god. <laughs> one must honor the next card. I will tell you this though. Do you play like slow jams while you're doing this? <laughs> <laughs> 
like sexy Marvin Gaye music as you I, scratch its itch. Silk robe. Yeah, no kidding. I told oh you, yeah. I told you yesterday I was gonna I was gonna be doing How's this. That feel, baby? Listening tunes. I was playing on my reel to reel tape recorder, and yes, it was laid back. We had some good jams going. <laughs> That's wow. weird. Yeah. Do you uh, ever achieve? Uh, never mind. Good question. While uh, Good question. you know doing the scratchers. Good question. Have Nirvana you ever during a scratcher. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. I'm Jack Armstrong. Uh, He's Joe Getty on this Friday, May something or other, the year twenty one eight. Keeping you straight in twenty one eight. We're Armstrong and Getty. And we approve of this program. All right. Here we go. Let's start the show according to FCC rules and regulations. At Mark. Only, only when Obama had crowds fired up have I ever in my lifetime heard uh, crowds like that. Maybe Bernie sometimes on particular points, but, uh, man, Trump still got him just going crazy at those rallies. We got more of that later, and I watched a fair amount of it. It's really interesting. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, as you said, Trump rocks the rally in Indy. We got a border blow up, another administration cabinet member ready to quit, and why a record number of millennials are going to be spending Mother's Day at home. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Interesting. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. It's a lot of different uh, perspectives offered. Plus, we have clips of the week in moments. The millennials at home might fit into the whole Trump rally enthusiasm, too, and, uh, you know, the way people look at Trump, because things are changing out there. Anyway, all that stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, 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 yo. Not too many yo's. Yeah, wait a minute. Just three yo's. My t-shirt catchphrase. My t-shirts say yo, yo, yo. Well, this is a great way to sell new (laughs) t-shirts. Oh, dude, I'm still stuck with my yo, yo, yo t-shirt. Now Jack's saying yo, 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 yo. 30% more yo. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, welcome. How you doing? How you doing? Better than the person who ended up off the freeway, upside down, went off the off-ramp onto the freeway below. They're with God now, from what I understand, unless I'm misinformed. Eh, I probably shouldn't say that. I was going to say, wouldn't you have to be doing something really... Unless somebody hit you. Unless somebody hit you, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, too much effing perspective. Yeah, exactly. In the words of Spinal Tap. A mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Oh, that was a close one. Oh, look at you flinching Everybody flinch. Ah! Flinching in. Look out. Almost had him. First, <laughs> it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. It's Cow Clips of the Week. He's done considerable harm um, to the president. I think his representation has been nothing short of a disaster. In fact, Avenatti was so speechless that night, he only appeared on 20 shows on six different networks. 
God's sake, my bladders. Question of manliness. <laughs> General Eisenhower informs me that the forces of Germany have surrendered to the United Nations. If you cross the border unlawfully, then we will prosecute you. I put oh! that. I put that in there. Oh! And after hearing about it, Arby's asked, "Any meat on those bones?" We. Were... <laughs> you know what's being served for lunch? Fake offense. You know, I was actually considering being a minister, and then I just kind of went a different way. Yeah, you did. <laughs> The oleaginous Mike Pence, oleaginous, oleaginous, it means oily. Stay as long as you want, and I'm staying upstairs so I don't have to worry about a DUI or anything. Uh, but if I did get a DUI before midnight, they'd send me back to prison for 30 days, so i got to be careful. The bills and the thrills and the pills that kill. Would you shut up? <laughs> hmm. What a week. There you go. What a week. Mailbag. The Kentucky Derby, if you'd asked me, I would have said it was a month ago. That's how that's how the modern world is. <laughs> how did you pronounce that race? Kentucky Derby? Okay. What did it sound like, I said? Eh, it sounded like... Hmm. It sounded like Kentucky started with C-U-N. Oof. That's, uh... Well, it's not how I pronounce it. <laughs> Moving along. Hmm. <clears throat> Our freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than... Thomas Paine. Bit of a maniac for your taste, Jack, right? Yeah. A little out there. A little yeah. too much for me. On the other hand, he wanted to, like, really tear... He was practically an anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> really tear things down. But he was the cayenne pepper that made the burrito of democracy so delicious. Or something. He said, he that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression. For if he violates this duty... He establishes a precedent that will reach to himself. Good one. That is self-evident. It is clearly true. And it is a stunning, fatal, and irrefutable indictment of, for instance, the Antifa scum, who are the real fascists. Because they want only their liberty, and they want oppression for everyone else. Thomas Paine wrote a couple of pamphlets that were integral to uh, getting the population whipped up for the uh, war on, uh, for independence. Of course, yep. you don't know that because they don't teach that in your schools. You're busy arguing about transgender bathrooms. Some truth to that. I'm sorry. I'm a Christian man. And a, uh, <laughs> wow, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was Savage and Alex Jones. Right. <laughs> that was uh, too much. You got a little Rush Limbaugh you want to work in there? Snurdly? Uh, let's see. Here's a little uh, Thomas Sowell's quote uh, about cultural appropriation, which we've been talking about. Oh, you know what? I got to switch this. Man, eh, to hell with it. I'll just come back to cultural appropriation in a moment or two. Uh, Sowell said, the, what multiculturalism boils down to is that you can praise any culture in the world except Western culture. And you cannot blame any culture in the world except Western culture. That's it's, uh, pretty true. It's absolutely transparent, childlike, idiotic self-hatred. That's what most of this is. Which is not to say Western culture is without its sins, but so is every culture. Anyway. Desperate, simpleton, utopian uh, 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 virtue signaling. It's just, it tires me out. Tires me. Startled in a good way, writes uh, Wendy. Wowee! Thanks for so much. Uh, thank you so much for all the attention on my WAPO article. What mothers don't want on Mother's Day, being read on air by two podcast friends is just the coolest thing ever. My teen boys will be so impressed. 
That's Wendy in Atlanta. Well, congratulations to you. Who wrote that WAPO article yeah. that I found so uh, so good and insightful. That's nice. And it's uh, uh, what moms in various stages of motherhood really want for Mother's Day. And we posted it under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com if you didn't read it. You're incorrect about what the deodorant challenge is. Okay. Um, here's Brett. Uh, the horrific burns experienced by participants in the deodorant challenge are not chemical burns. Rather, they are the result of severe frostbite from the aerosol propellant. The propellant will super cool, freeze the skin, and damage or destroy the tissue underneath. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It's That's, the same thing. Yeah, actually, I find that interesting. Thank you for the uh, comment. You spray aerosol, um, yeah, yeah, you spray you spray deodorant on yourself, and it burns you. But, um, however, I can't help but think, due to the misuse of the product, the chemicals aren't doing them any good either. Who's using aerosol deodorant? I haven't seen anybody use that since my dad when I was a kid. That's still out there. It's Is on it? the shelf, so yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. He's a uh, Brett Fisibus, fag since you began in Sacramento, hmm. 1998, 20 long years ago. Uh, thank you, Brett. Appreciate it, dude. Um, and and but my comment remains: all of these quote unquote challenges should be called the Darwin Challenge because it is uh, those too stupid to be in the herd clearly identifying themselves. So, yeah. although you know, as a youngster, I certainly did some ill-advised things, but not that dumb, not that dumb. But the uh, the internet didn't exist. I didn't see videos of lots of other people doing things. And getting some sort of credit for it, some yes. sort of street cred for either humor or danger. So I don't know. But what are we, Jack? What are we? We're the conscience of the nation. Mm. And we need more shaming, not less. Oh, I agree. I've been saying that yeah. for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm just fulfilling that role. On the topic of the uh, San Francisco elevator cleaners and similar jobs, uh, the, the, since these people will basically be scooping poop, Michael, I hope you're already tracking with me. Actually, it's Sean in this case. I think we need to equip them with an ice cream-esque truck with a certain emoji-shaped speaker on the top that while in service plays Kanye West's great new hit. Scoop. I can just see the school kids on the playground running to the fences to cheer them on when they hear the music. KSTWP keeps scooping that whoop de poop whoop dee scoop That's Jack. Whoop-dee-dee-scoop-poop. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's some good stuff, Kanye. It ain't quite gold digger, but it's good. <laughs> and then moving on to cultural appropriation. Mm. Uh, angry half-breed Viet Matt from Baltimore, Maryland. We already have a national show, right? I have to disagree with you regarding the Bon Me story from Oberlin University uh, that I had to chime a ciabatta pulled pork coleslaw? That's a sandwich off the southern U.S. Serve it, if you will, but don't call it a Vietnamese banh mi. That's just plain wrong. What if you ordered a tasty Italian sub, and they brought you bologna and American cheese on white bread? <laughs> Man, I'd say this is a sucky sub. Well, I've had pizza. I thought, this is pizza? <laughs> well, I was visiting... What? Already? Well, Already. visiting our friendly neighbors north of the border, a very pale Canadian fellow in a restaurant asked me if I knew what a burrito was. Upon standing there in my yellowishly brown skin, most people assumed I was Mexican, I said yes. I was presented with a cold salad wrap. I completely understand the anger of that student. <laughs> Side question. Was it cultural appropriation when my parents made me? <laughs> That's a good one. Matt? You are dryly hilarious, sir. You have my respect. Marshall's News will talk about Trump's rally on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
great Mother's Day feature, Mother's Day weekend feature, household labor and how it gets split up can determine the happiness of your marriage or just the happiness of yourself. According to statistics, which things should you do, which things should you not do, etc., etc. Mm. So, among other things coming up. Let's get to the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, I got to tell you, President Trump fired him up at a rally in Indiana well, last I'd night. Say, I we happen are to just... all making America proud. We are rocking. We are rocking. I just accidentally tuned in, and it was awesome. Trump saying even though he had a late night because he was welcoming home the Americans freed by North Korea, he would not miss that rally. Somebody said, oh, that's okay. You can cancel Indiana tonight. No, no. And I said, you just don't know the people of Indiana. I don't have the courage to cancel. Listen That's to a that. great line. Listen to that yeah. crowd. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I just love Indiana. And, uh, oh, and there's his opponent. <laughs> how, did, how did the first guy win? Well, she's not going to be his because opponent next Because the Russians time. interfered. That's why. <laughs> Alluding to the North's release of the Americans, Trump said, America's being respected again, going on to say it's a great prelude to his summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore on June 12th. We're going to set the table. We're going to make a great deal for the world, for North Korea, for South Korea, for Japan, for China. Trump adding he will not pay ransom to Kim to make a deal as he claims the Obama administration did with Iran. And I think it's going to be a very big success. But my attitude is, and if it isn't, it isn't, okay? If it isn't, it isn't. But, and you have to have that because you don't know. More on the rally later. I got a lot to say as I watched it. It was it was interesting on so many different levels. On that particular deal, oh my God, pundits need to stop talking about. It. He's being played. He's the one thing he does have experience with. You can talk about all the lifetime government people that have become president who have more experience than 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 a businessman about legislation or this and that. But one thing he does have experience is, is giant deals that sometimes you have to walk away from. A lot of other people who get elected president, the biggest deal they've ever made in their life is buying their house. Trump has had multi-billion dollar deals throughout his entire life. Across that, the globe? That you show up super optimistic, hope you can make a deal, and if you don't, you walk away. This is this is not a shocking thing for him to be involved in. Well, and listen, the guy's flawed, all right? But uh, the idea that he would trade... Virtually everything, including his soul, for a legacy piece of legislation or a legacy deal with Iran or something like that. He just, I don't think he would. I don't think he'd bother. He's too embarrassed by bad deals. So, right. We shall see. Inside the Beltway, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen may be close to resigning, according to the New York Times. She or has, she's not. Who she, knows? They're she, quoting unnamed sources, so who the hell knows? New York Times say uh, she's drafted a resignation letter but has not submitted it yet. The paper says Nielsen came close to resigning this week after President Trump berated her on Wednesday in front of the entire cabinet for what he said was her failure to adequately secure the nation's border. That's very, very exciting. Her response is, yeah, we had a meeting, it got heated, I got a little pissed, but I never wrote a resignation letter. Uh, Essentially. Doesn't matter. The article goes out anyway that she nearly resigned, and then everybody talks about it as if I give a flying crap. Uh, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. I'm watching the news yesterday. Cable news talking head 
doofus, you. Lots of this. Oh, that's right. You're buying us bacon later. Yes. I, re- I retract my yeah. irresponsible yeah, it, and intemperate comments. <laughs> Lots of this high school hallway gossip crap all day on the news. I didn't see any story anywhere except for once on Fox about Israel's greatest military adventure yep. since the 70s. Right. Which didn't get any news coverage because people like the freaking gossip that it may be not even true. Yeah. It's so frustrating to me. It's just ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. Are some of you into that? The gossip of who's mad at who? At who? And at most of the time, it's not even true? Well, the idea is, if we've said many times, if crap sells, sell crap. And they're selling gossipy crap on the cable news all the time. People living on Hawaii's Big Island are worried and rightfully scared after scientists have warned that Kilauea volcano is on the verge of a big explosion. Scientists are announcing the new explosion could fire out ash, steam, sulfur dioxide, and massive boulders the size of refrigerators hmm. miles into the air. Oh, my God. I heard. Uh, oh, my God. Refrigerators flying through the air. Yes. I heard a gal explaining why they were closing the national park there. Right. Uh-huh. And I thought, all right, wait a minute. Is this just an excess of caution? Is this just liability crap? I mean, it's probably a great time to visit the park. And then she explained, essentially, this, uh, this platform we're standing on right now, yeah, there's a pretty good chance if you're not crushed, you'd be cooked. Nah, I'm still a go at your own risk for a national park. Even a, in, in the face of the old crushing cook? Put up a sign that says there's molten lava and refrigerator-sized rocks coming, but it's <laughs> right. your park. So Chances are about 40 to 60% you die. But uh, it's a national park, and you're a U.S. citizen, so do what you want. I love your pioneer spirit, Jack. Indeed. But if you make it out alive, your video will shut down Instagram. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> And a lot of millennials, it turns out, are going to be celebrating Mother's Day at home. Got a new report from Zillow saying nearly 25%, a quarter of all millennials, live with their mom. That's about 12 million people between the age of 24 and 36, and the highest number in a decade. Almost 12% of them, they say, are unemployed. How much of it is economic? How much of it is just childhood lasts longer than it used to? There's no doubt about that. Uh, So, I don't know. Probably a combination thereof. You know, speaking of real estate, and maybe I can dig up this data. I was uh, listening to something or other. They were talking about, you know, the rise in real estate prices around the country. Is it a bubble? No, it's not a bubble, but blah, blah, blah. But there are, I think they said, there are a handful of markets where uh, it is bubbly and in which... The real estate prices are so high that uh, less than 25% of the population can afford them or something like that. And uh, the markets were San Francisco, San Jose, Seattle, Portland, Riverside, Uh and there may have been one other. It's essentially, you know, the Armstrong and Getty universe. So, bye. Which doesn't really matter if you don't have to move. Or 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 you so have a house crashes. already? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. You, yeah. are, you already move. You, are, you already live in your house. And you're right. not going anywhere. You, you just it goes down. It goes up again before you ever sell it. You hope. Yeah, but man. If you got to get out while it goes down, that sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's awful. But meanwhile, seventy five percent of the population can't afford the house, a house, and the rents are skyrocketing. So it's rough, man. So you talk about why millennials are living at home. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, part of it maybe that they're they're soft and babied and brought up like little veal calves and the rest of it and all learn how tough it was when we grew up. Um, he is like a little baby. Part of it's that like even adjusted for inflation, rent is twice as high as it was when I was their age. Yeah, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The Liberty Bell, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. Think about it. I don't know why we're thinking about it. Sir. 
bell. It's uh, rung to symbolize liberty. So how to predict which of your employees are about to quit. How to split up household chores so your marriage doesn't fall apart. Among things we could get to today. Three herd in San Antonio after family takes home kittens. Okay. There's more to that headline. There's got to be. There's a twist. Speaking of soft, there better be. Oh, there's a twist. Okay. <laughs> 911, I need you to come help me. My cat is psycho. Right. Remember that? I do remember that. Oh, where's that tape? we got to get that tape for when we yeah. do this other story. Yeah, we'll revisit that when we come back. What a great one. <laughs> what did the guy say? The cat is very hostile. The cat is very hostile. <laughs> so speaking of millennials. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Vista police moved in on a hostage call, but this one had a twist. Female's calling on 911 advising that her cat is holding her and her adult daughter hostage in the bedroom and attacks them when they try to leave. Mom tells me her daughter went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and the family cat cornered her for hours. When the daughter would move, he'd swat, shredding up her nightgown. When she called, she says, Karen, honey, we have an emergency over here. Karen Yarger came from across the street. Can I borrow your weapon? Yeah, please. <laughs> their weapon was unusual, and their commands weren't exactly filled with authority. <laughs> Cuppy wasn't afraid to face armed officers. They stood back and waited out the stare down. He's focal and claws and and just a ball of fury. Cuppy's been a family pet for 14 years, but he's unpredictable, especially when the neighborhood stray stalks their yard. But it had never escalated to a 911 call before. You guys never know what kind of call you're going to get, do you? Yeah, I've been to something like this before, though. Officers were in the area, and without high-priority calls, they were free to help. Thank you again, gentlemen. As you yeah, said, you just never know, do you? No, I just don't know. When the scary part was over, mom and daughter loaded Cuppy up and headed off to the vet with a very difficult decision ahead of them. Is it a difficult decision? If you can't handle your cat, you got to get rid of it one way or the other. I'm reminded of the words of George Orwell, who said, People sleep peaceably in their beds at night only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. To protect. Protect them from their putty cat, which is a ball of fury. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the not the right tape though. Well, that's a different one. Yeah, there was this one. We got this short. This is a uh, classic. Who's charging us? He's at our door, bedroom door. Yeah, oh. I think that the cat is. He's got kind of a uh, history of violent. He's kind of a violent cat already. <laughs> but the cat, we don't know what to do about the cat. He's gone. Oh, he's trying to attack us. He's very, 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 very hostile. <laughs> Somewhere is a young man from the same town as that young man of the same age who's in a United States Marine. Fighting ISIS. That's right. <laughs> and that guy is cowering in fear of his cat. Call and we um, aren't safe around the cat. It's a very large Himalayan. And we're trapped in our bedroom. He won't let us out of our door. Yeah, that's just, you know, I, I, I grew up differently than that person, obviously, but uh, I just can't even imagine that. I mean, I can't get in that headspace. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. <laughs> Family yeah, he's is charging us. He's charging us. I'm he's sorry. at our door, bedroom door. I oh like my. the cat has a history of violence. Yeah, that would be a former cat. That would be an well, ex-cat. Well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. The fur is flying after three people in San Antonio were injured by their kittens. The cuter-than-cute critters were found by a family and taken home. That's when the feisty felines attacked. I'm reading this verbatim, obviously. Little, I balls, of, little balls of fury. So delightfully jivey. She tried to feed them some kitten milk, and during the process of doing that, three people were bitten, said a spokesperson for the local animal uh, people. Uh, turns out they're bobcats. <laughs> they adopted three bobcat mm. kittens who uh, were having none of it, <laughs> apparently, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, once they started taking a look at the kittens, seeing how big they were, how robust they were, and how their tails were bobbed, they started thinking, you know what? These don't cat. look like standard house cats. Maybe we should call somebody. It's a giant cat with a bobbed tail, a bobbed-tailed cat. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. A what now, honey? <laughs> It's a bobcat. It's, it's got a, a bobbed cat. It's got a giant mane and it roars. Wow. Wow. You're not <laughs> lying to me, are you? So what do you think it is? It's a cat that's bobbed. Bobbed cat. Uh, they actually believe the animals were Bengal kittens. Wow. A highly prized domestic breed and a beautiful cat. I might say, well, I'm, why am I talking when Sean is here in the room? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyway, make sure your cats are cats before you adopt them. That's my advice to you. This cat has a history of violence. <laughs> it's a little ball. Yeah, and if I, when I leave out the bedroom to let the police in, I'm going to have to fight this cat. And here's a Chinese lady who bought a dog that turned out to be a fox, but I don't want to wear you all out. <laughs> make sure you're, make sure the animal you get is the animal you paid for. Well, maybe you had a date that turned out to be a cougar. It can all happen. <laughs> you know, we bought a dog. They told us it was a purebred Great Dane, but then we noticed that it's, 2,600 pounds and wallows in rivers and has big tusks. Right. And we realized, it. this is a hippopotamus. We got a pony, and then we noticed it had a long trunk and liked peanuts, and it was stamping around our yard. And it trumpeted when it was hungry, and we realized, this is an elephant. So again, so important to be a responsible pet owner. Or have some knowledge of what different creatures are. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Uh, so what do we have time for? Not very much. Uh, want to talk about the Trump rally cl- coming up, play a clip or two, and I uh, I watched a good chunk of it. As from the beginning, I start watching a Trump rally. It's hard to turn it off. I'm just so fascinated by the whole dynamic. Right. And and listen, uh, some of you don't like uh, the Trumpster. That's fine. But to, to tune out of the phenomenon... Because you've been separated and you're, you're fired up little political camps. Man, that's a mistake. You're seeing something that will be talked about for many, many decades. Oh, a hundred years from now, yeah. there'll be books written about this. Yeah, so take a look at no it. Matter maybe how you it, love it, maybe you hate it. No matter how it turns out. So old Kim Guilfoyle, you remember her? Well, she's on the Fox News every day. She was Gavin Newsom's squeeze for quite a long time. And then uh, at one point last fall, she was seen stepping out with Anthony Scaramucci. Wow. Oh, right at the the height. Oh, you want to go out for dinner? Right at the height of him being a laughingstock all across the country, too. This wasn't before he was being, uh, you know, he was seen as a joke by the whole country. That turned her on, apparently. Well, I want to give full credit to Philippa Ioannou. Uh, Philippa, I don't know how to pronounce your name. She writes for the San Francisco Chironicle. 
Listen to this sentence. Last fall, Guilfoyle was seen stepping out with Anthony Scaramucci, whose 10-day tenure as communications director imploded back in July like a dying supernova made of profanity. <laughs> <laughs> that is some great writing, Philippa. Nicely well, that, done. That's right. The phone call where he does all the cussing. Right, right. And uh, now she's stepping out with the newly single Donald Trump Jr. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not embarrassing. I think dating the mooch is kind of embarrassing. Donald Trump Jr., I mean, he, you know, you got the whole, he's got four or five kids. Yeah. Did I mean, you that whole thing. I was reading about his wife. Trump's Jr.'s wife? Yeah, Trump Jr.'s wife's dad was a major investor in a, like, sauce, like a spaghetti sauce I like company. spaghetti sauce. Oh, so do I. Good spaghetti sauce is one of the great pleasures in life. But so Papa was uh, part of this uh, venture to get this restaurateur's spaghetti sauce into stores. It worked pretty well, and a big food company bought them out for zillions of dollars. So all of a sudden, her family had way more money than they'd ever had before. And it was like two days after the deal was signed, she was she decided she was tired of Don Jr.'s act. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought money would have played a role. I mean, all those kids. She's Could gonna, be a coincidence. Yeah. I just think she'd had plenty of money either way. It's my experience that money always plays a role. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.